This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Howie Nestel. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, a show that talks entrepreneurship with some of the best businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with Myra Trevino, a mortgage loan officer and insurance broker. Um, but she also does some film industry stuff and some commercials. So excited to have you in studio with us on short notice. Yes. So looking forward to our chat. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. In studio with us today is Howie Nestel, the owner of Sharkmatic Advertising, where he and his team have helped over 1,500 clients, including myself. I oh, thank you. So it's 1,501, by the way, Howie. Uh, grow their marketing influence. So, Howie, great to see you again. Thank you, Mark. And the, my favorite client is my last client, which is you. Which is me, for now. For now, right, right. until the next one comes along. <laughs> <laughs> also in studio with us today is Genevieve Sims, the owner of the Evolve Firm, where she and her team provide brand development and design, web design and social media services. Genevieve, great to see you again. Excited to be back. You bet. And I'm your host, Mark Ebener, the owner of Krukus Marketing Agency, a company that specializes in... Uh, Hiring and training of virtual assistants from outside the United States. So, Genevieve, you guys, you're part of the BPSA, right? Which yes. is Business Professionals of San Antonio. You guys do uh, mixers. Now, we're going to get into another mixer that we're going to be running, but I wanted to hit real quick on... Tell me about BPSA and what you guys are doing with your upcoming mixer. Absolutely. Business Professionals of San Antonio was fun, uh, founded by Tom White six years ago. And he had this vision of bringing together the biggest networking um, event here. And so we meet on the second Wednesday of every month, and we always highlight a local nonprofit and a local venue. So there's different industries that are coming together for one common cause. And um, every month, you know, when they come in, it's $10 at the door. That goes directly to the nonprofit. And then, of course, now we've also started implementing different photo booths. So all these new companies that are starting up, we're giving them platforms to be able to showcase themselves and then introduce different industry leaders to each other. Okay, cool. And so the second Wednesday is in the evening, right? It's always in the evening at 530. Okay, and you guys are rotating around different places? Yes, all over San Antonio. We want to, you know, uh, showcase all these local venues that are just opening up and need that exposure. Okay, and I know, uh, so there's a guy, Chris, he's... Yes, Chris Moss is our president, and he has been leading this team into the next chapter. I mean, the things that we've been implementing with the marketing, as well as um, scaling this group um, back from COVID numbers, you know, we're now back to 100 and plus at every event. And the good thing about it is that all these local nonprofits that we're bringing on board, we've had them before, but to see them also grow and also be able to rely on BPSA as well. And then also all these new businesses that are popping up that didn't know anything about business professionals. Now they have a platform to be able to be part of it as well. And when's your next event? It's coming up on November Yes, 8th, right? our last one, best one of the year, November 8th at 530 at Ace of Stakes. All right, I'm going to have to write that down. Is uh, Tom going to show up? He's a friend of mine. Yeah, Um, I'm not sure if he's coming in that particular one, but we're encouraging him to. He is the founder, right? I'll text him. If he doesn't show up, I'm not going to be there. Yeah. (laughs) But if he does show up, he's paying my $10 to Exactly. I'm sure he'd be happy to. It's a great organization. Tom White's an awesome guy. We need to get him on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So speaking of mixers, um, uh, we're throwing our first one for Let's Talk Business. We've done, I've done probably 200 shows and uh, well, actually I'm not sure it's 200 shows, but 200 interviews anyway with about 
or 300 interviews with about 200 people. Sorry, I should probably start all over on that, right? Yeah. But at any rate, um, it's been a lot of activity since January 2022 when we started out on KTSA and then have branched out and exploded since then. Um, so let me just give you a quick intro on what's going on with that mixer. So it's going to be on January 25th, 2024. That's a Thursday. And all the hosts of the show are involved in uh, promoting this thing out to our guests. Um, and it's for, you know, 100 fans and guests uh, of the show. There's going to be snacks and drinks, places to network, and to get to know other business leaders who have contributed to the podcast and helped make it a huge success. So, but again, only 100 tickets are going to be, and they're going to go fast. I think Howie's probably sold a half of them already. Um, yeah. So if you're hearing this, get over to our website quickly, satalkradio.com, click on the link to get your ticket ASAP. Early bird ticket purchases uh, are just $10 on Eventbrite, and there'll be $15 at the door, but there's probably not going to be any left by the time. Right. I don't think so either, especially because it's important to know that the proceeds from the event are being donated to a charity, not to steal from BPSA, great organization, but we want to do the same thing. And so for our inaugural event, we chose Children's Rehabilitation Institute, which is also affectionately known as CRIT or CRITUSA.org. And it is a rehabilitation center for children with disabilities. And... Both uh, Genevieve and Mark have toured. Uh, Myra, you're welcome to join us on a tour. Absolutely. And it's a phenomenal place. They do great work, transformative work for children and their families. And 77% of the families that go there have no insurance and no means to pay, so it's all free for them. So the proceeds from our first Let's Talk Business podcast is going to go directly to this nonprofit. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. So if you're a guest on the show, check your email. You should have received a special invitation. But if you didn't receive it, if it went to spam or whatever else, um, make sure you just go visit. Once you hear this, yeah. go visit the website. So the whole idea is we tickets. wanted the guests to have first shot at buying tickets. Because then, since there's been more than 100 guests on the Let's Talk Business podcast, we wanted to put them in the room. But, you know, if they're going to be slackers, then you know what? We're going to open it up to fans of the show, and then they can buy a ticket. Dang straight. Okay, so... Um, when it comes to going to a mixer, you know, you want to get value out of it because you're spending two hours plus your drive time, right, um, and time away from your family and all that. So, Howie, in your opinion, what makes a good reason to go to a mixer and to spend that time there? Well, let's analyze the name, shall we? Mixer. You're supposed <laughs> to be mixing with other yep. people, <laughs> especially with people you don't know. It's like mixing ingredients. You know, if you just pour one ingredient over another, one liquid, another one, and they don't mix, you got to stir it up. And that's the whole idea behind a mixer. Don't go there for the free pizza or for the free drink <laughs> or whatever. You go there to mix with other people that you may not ordinarily get a chance to do business with. And it's not just a matter of who you know on social media or, you know, LinkedIn. Oh, I'm connected with them on LinkedIn. But do they know you? Do they know what you do? And do, you, do they know what you can do for them? If they don't know those things about you, then I'll argue that they don't know you and you don't know them. You may be connected, but they have no idea you exist other than occasionally they see a post from you. So the whole idea is instead of trying to meet all 100 people, and that's why we want to limit it, go and meet 10 out of the 100 people. You have a couple of hours to do so. Very doable. And 10 quality mixer relationships are much better than passing out 100 cards or getting a list and sending an email to people that are not going to follow up. Yeah, and so the type of people we bring on the show are entrepreneurs and business owners, right? So those are great people to mix with. So I think this is going to be a great crowd, a great opportunity. 
Myra, in your experience, and I know you've been to plenty of events, yes. um, what is a good reason to go to a mixer and spend a couple hours away from your family? For me personally, my life is so busy. If I can add value to the community to some degree, at least if it's even in a mixer, that's where I see the value. So I love organizations or mixers where they add on the community aspect of it. So whether it's a charity or like crit or um, doing a local venue, to me, that makes my time worth it. Yes, you can always meet everybody at a mixer anywhere, really, anywhere you go, you can meet people. But to me, the value added is when I get to get back to the community. I'm so busy with my kids and their sports and business and everything. If I can just give back a little bit, to me, that makes it all worth it. See, and what I didn't hear was from either one of you was that, uh, well, it's the snacks, it's the drinks, I it's the entertainment. I was there for the food, no? Right? Right. <laughs> okay. So how much does, Genevieve, let me ask you, how much does um, things like the giveaways and the, the food and alcohol or drinks or whatever that's going to be, how much does that matter is it an element that really should be considered or is that not even a big factor? I think depending on, you know, what the goal of this event is, it does play a factor. Yes, it's a considered a small detail, but honestly, when you walk into there, you're going to look and see how much thought was put into putting this event together and was it well planned out. As an event planner, for me, I look at details. How was the organization? How was the process coming in? To me, you know, I highly respect that. And that also builds that trust factor as well. When you're coming in, the environment is clean. You know, there's snacks there. So that allows more of an open environment and more comfortable, relaxed environment versus, you know, people there like looking to find and asking, hey, where's the food at? You know, but if they can visibly see it and know and then also know that there's a support of a local partner. You know, whoever's sponsoring the food or the drinks, again, that adds more credibility to the event because now we're going to go seek out whoever sponsored this because apparently they believe in what you guys are doing. So we were going to connect with them. So that opens up all these opportunities, especially, you know, and it's just a small detail. It is minor. Some people don't notice it, but the event planners and those in that industry, we, we recognize it right away. All right, then. I guess we're serving food and drinks. <laughs> yes. It's so, and Myra, when it comes yes. to giveaways, because I, I know, you know, are they important? Are they not important? People have different points of view on it. What is I your think, thoughts? I think they're important. I mean, yes, you go in to mix in with people to give back to the community. Yes, you do look at, you know, the food and all of that. But there's got to be something that people look forward to as well. At the end, it's not just we're here for business and we're done. I think it just adds an, a little element of surprise and fun into it too so it's not just too forward i'm glad myra brought that up because we do have some surprises in store good i don't know if we're ready to disclose those but it involves the four in other words hosts. he's making them up no 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 <laughs> as we go we can bring them later <laughs> it involves the four people on the screen <laughs> great and instead of there being one particular door price everybody who's in attendance at the time that these people present and give out some value Everybody gets a, a, a version of the of the door price, if you will. There you oh. go. With that said, oh, mystique. You know, Mark's now. Uh, we need to get a real door price. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, we'll brainstorm. Yeah. So there's going to be something of value that is given to the people that attend, which is we wanted to find a differentiator 
for the Let's Talk Business podcast because, mm -hmm. you know, as VPSA does and as others do, there's a nonprofit partner. Sometimes there's a little a little money you give to, to that nonprofit. There are door prizes. There's name badges. There's Scan and there's Connect. And, we, we, you know, we're putting our own twist on this one. Yeah, and I, I am excited about doing this too because it's really kind of a blank canvas, but we've got some real experts on the team here, people who have done a lot of events. Uh, Genevieve, I know you're a wizard at this kind of stuff too. Um, and But I'm not we're not dumping everything at your door either because I've put on a few events myself, and they were pretty good events. Uh, I think the biggest one I did was about 350 people where I was the keynote speaker. Uh, thank you. No, yes. <laughs> I, I got to try to compete with Howie. Here's been a keynote here, contract. And now Genevieve's traveling all over the country doing speaking engagements and mm -hmm. stuff like that too. So we're all sprouting here. It's a lot of fun. Um, but anyway, I want it to be special. I want it to be something that's like – it doesn't have to be something nobody thought of, right? But everybody should walk away with some kind of value for it. So we don't have to do like a mystery auction or any of that kind of weird stuff. No, mm -hmm. I don't think so. But I if we do end up with some nice prize, we should have, we, we'll should we give it away. How about that? All right, cool. It's not going to be a Ferrari, though, I don't think. No. You know, what we should do is like a pop quiz on who listens to the podcast and kind of find the guest in the crowd. A trivia. <laughs> a trivia. Yeah. Who were we talking to the other day? Or find this company here. <laughs> yeah, I like it when people talk about listening to the show while they're mm -hmm. doing driving and doing things and stuff like that. It's like, that's cool to have that kind of impact. Um, but let's switch gears to Myra Trevino. Um, so yes. you're... Background, tell me a little bit about your lead up to becoming a loan officer. And yeah, the, uh, go ahead. I actually started a long time ago, many moons ago, in actually in the acting world. So I was, I had an agent in Austin, and they got me a lead role in an independent film, and it was about immigration. And this girl it was based on a true story, and the girl that I was portraying was actually the sister of the director. So I got to sit with her and meet with her and hear her story and hear it from also the family member's perspective and use that into my role in the film. And so I did a couple commercials as well. Nothing too big, but that was the biggest one that I took away from many, many things from and that I use now and my everyday life, whether it's as a loan officer, a um, insurance broker or even just as a mom. You know, there's a lot of things that I've learned throughout the year. And I think my biggest one is the word pivot, which back even further back, I was a gymnast and I also took ballet classes. So pivot to a lot of people means just to turn a different angle in a different direction. So I think life has done that for me in a lot of ways. And I've always every time I get stuck or every time I hit a wall, I remember that word pivot. And to me, it's helped me a lot in pushing and learning, taking things that I learned from one thing and moving it into the next. So I think communication, people, I mean, communicating, um, relationships, and learning how to navigate through life itself has gotten me where I am today. Pivot is a super important word, and even more recent entrepreneurs that maybe were not in business 15, 20 years ago had to pivot during the pandemic. Absolutely. And it was either pivot or not survive. Correct. And the ones that did pivot, some of them actually thrived through the pandemic. And it's amazing to see how they came out on the other side. Mm -hmm. I, I went in to the pandemic with my ad agency handling about 450 clients. I came out managing about 450 clients, but they weren't the same ones. Yeah. Life so. comes at you fast, like the commercial says. Yeah, you know what I mean? So what's on the 
radar for you? Where, where are you headed? What's going on? Right now, I'm a loan officer for mortgages. So I help home buyers, real estate agents that need, you know, just one more deal to close. And then I'm also dealing with investors. So people that want to buy and rent those homes. So I do that now. I'm also an insurance broker as well. So I work with anybody from private insurance, but also the marketplace as well. So anybody that needs any of that help, that's where I'm at. And then I'm also working with our beautiful Genevieve as well here. We're in talks of moving forward with another avenue, pivoting. Yeah, yep. fantastic. So normally people would have one of those as a career. And yep. so you, had, you chose three. How do you uh, find the time? I just keep going, yeah. honestly. <laughs> I, I find passion with everything that I do, and I love a good challenge. And so if an opportunity is presented, like right now, I'm going to say yes to it, and we'll see where it goes. What's the goal, though? I mean, what do you? What really fulfills you professionally? Helping and finding purpose within what I do. So to me, if I'm able to help one person in any way that I can, whether it's just listening to them rent or it is helping them find a home or it's finding them insurance or helping them with promoting and marketing, whatever it is that I can help with, if I can make myself useful for somebody else, it makes me feel fulfilled. And how did you two meet? What's the story there, Genevieve? I'm trying to think. With our friend Rachel. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. With friend. BPSA. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Wow. Yes. So Rachel is also on the board for Business yes. Professionals of San Antonio. And so what's funny is Rachel invited us to her ranch. Mm -hmm. And that was my first time driving out to a ranch. Me too. That was out in the middle of nowhere. And it was that point, like, a couple miles going to the ranch, you lose signal. I was like, mm. oh, no, I'm going to get I <laughs> out here by myself. <laughs> my radio's out. My GPS is out. Yeah. And then we get to this ranch and um, the gate, it, there's a sign on there. Hurry up and close the gate. Don't let any animals out or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And there's like we're exotic. Get eaten alive and <laughs> yeah, know. there's exotic animals like zebras and you know. Giraffes, all that I think stuff. she giraffes. said. Giraffes. I was like, oh my gosh, I would hate to be responsible for losing a giraffe. <laughs> so I was like trying to get in there. And um, so she has this beautiful ranch, and that was the first time we met. And we've just mm -hmm. connected and have been friends ever since. So, how long ago was it? A few years. Four, okay. four, yeah, five years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's it's like when you meet somebody that matches your energy mm -hmm. and that matches your mindset I mean you never let that person go yeah. <laughs> so let me challenge you guys for a second because I know you're very giving and always pay it forward and, and you and I've done some nonprofit stuff together and Myra what you're, what you're saying is that's what fulfills you professionally is when you can help somebody else I've heard that many times I've seen the t-shirt and I've seen the bumper stickers how how can you convey what a difference it makes in your life to be able to help somebody. Because it's easy to say, like, you know, it's on a resume people put, well, I'm, a, I'm, I'm good with people. You know, I like people, and I like learning. I mean, it's, it's almost like a, everybody should say, I like serving others, and I like helping others. But how does it materially make a difference personally in your life? And then I'll ask Genevieve the same question. To me, it, what you put out into the world comes back tenfold. So if I know that I lead with a good heart and I know that I'm intentional and I have good intentions, it's going to come back to me. And it has every single time. Sometimes I don't know where it's going to come from, but it's okay as long as I'm open to opportunities and I'm open to challenging myself mm -hmm. and not just providing any help, but also listening to that person and it, really understanding what it is that they need and how I can plug myself into that. It's always going to come tenfold. Great. Yeah. 
Um, I think you'll find that in your journey, the most beautiful people you come across are the ones who've had the hardest challenges. And so they know what it feels like to be in that position of being helpless, of nobody knowing that they exist, not being seen, not being heard. I know what that felt like. So it's empathy. It's empathy. And I think it's something that you um, you end up having for other people when you've experienced it yourself. You know what real hurt looks like. And you never want anybody to go through that. So with that comes listening. Not listening to respond, but really listening. And sometimes that's what people need the most. And it's not so much as listening to intend to say, okay, I can help you. But listening to say, maybe now's the time to pivot. Maybe now's the time to challenge yourself. And here's some resources to do so. And the good thing about connecting with other people, networking, going to these events and connecting with other business professionals is now you have a database. So when I'm talking to somebody and really hear what it is that they're looking for, what they're needing in their lives, then I kind of imagine like a Rolodex in my head, you know, the old fashioned Rolodex and just kind of, you know, going through that category to find out, okay, if right now what you need is to be what we call visually heard, right, through our marketing um, services, then we're going to find what's best for you at this time whether it's through social media or through, you know, whatever avenue you're looking at, um, to meet you where you're at, to love people where they're at, but love them enough not to leave them there. Oh, I like that. So, Mark, you... Well, how was that answer? That was awesome. You're not not going to put put this on me after that. Now i got to go to you. I mean, well, look, you know, you were in the military and you were in law enforcement, you were interrogator. I mean, what, you know, is there, is there, was there a place for empathy there? Uh, What about... What about sincerity? Because I heard that coming out of them as well, you know, being sincere. Yeah, I think empathy is the right word. Um, being able to slow down and listen, not just listen to respond. Um, but there's there's a vibration. I'm going to call it that. It could be spiritual, whatever. But when you're in a true state of empathy, when you're talking to somebody who's hurting or struggling, there's a connection there that transcends, you know, physical or verbal. It's there. You can feel it. Uh, and, and that's a cool thing to be a part of. They're doing a tour of the crit hospital and seeing these kids, they're, they're not paying attention to the people doing the tour. They're focusing on what they're trying to accomplish, and their parents are completely focused on the kids. You know what I mean? And seeing that connection, that care and concern, it's touching. So I'm selfish in that respect because I like it, um, but there's a give back on it too. So that would be my answer. Yeah. Well, I mean, all good stuff. Why is it that most people, in business, and let's just let's just put it on business people are not that way, you know, or it doesn't appear that they're that way, that they're in it for the buck. Like you said, it's not always about the money. But wh- why does it seem that a lot of business people are in it just for the transaction, well, just for the deal, just for the money? Let me start that because I'll say that they're probably in their own struggle at the time, mm-hmm. right? You know, a lot of businesses are just above, you know, just just making it, trying to pay themselves, doing those things, and they don't necessarily see that by doing this, it actually opens up more possibility because they're too focused in on that the glass is half empty, right? not that it's half full and there's plenty of water. They're operating from a sense of lack instead of the opposite. Yeah, which is mindset. Exactly. It's all mindset. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely what it is. And, we're you know, 
we go through school, what, 12, 16 years of school, and we're not really taught some of these basic principles of empathy and uh, mindset when it comes to abundance. There's so much that America has to give and to offer and resources and people and lots of good here. But we focus on the negatives. Well, we're, we're, mm-hmm. ta- we're actually taught the opposite. Yeah. And I, I, you know, at UT Business School, I mean, I remember one of my professors saying, the only reason you'd be in business is to maximize profit for the stockholders. That's the definition of business. So whatever you have to do, let's forget business ethics and business morals. Those things don't exist. There's things that are legal and things that are illegal. And you have to maximize the profit for the people who own the business. And if that's you, then it's for you. If it's your employer, then it's for your employer, whatever it is. And so that you learn that. And I think it's not until... If you're fortunate that you've been in business for a long time, you start to realize there's a lot more to that. It's not just about making money. Yes, you have to do that because if not, you have a hobby. But if you make money and you do well in business, you can also use your business to do good. Mm -hmm. And when, ironically enough, to Mark's point, when you start doing things that are good, more good things start happening to you. And to Myra's point, the way I describe it is that life is a mirror. It's reflecting back on you what you are. Not just what you put out, what you actually are. Inside Mm -hmm. and out, it's reflecting back on you. So if things aren't working out for you, guess what? It's because that's not what you're putting out. And, and then at the end of the day, and I try to tell my kids this all the time when they want me to take them to Lululemon, I go, Lem- don't talk to me about money. Let me tell you, the most valuable currency there is, is the effect you have on other people. Yep. They're like, dad, we can't pay for that. Lululemon. We need <laughs> can't to use cash. that to pay for <laughs> you know, Lululemon. Yeah, right. So anyway, but, but it's true. Like, and, and like Mark, man, I feel selfish sometimes. I feel like I'm getting so much more out of giving back and serving these families and kids and not only at CRID and Ferrari Kid this past weekend and I'm on the board for Discovery Camps and our executive director was sitting where Meyer's sitting and you know they've served children battling cancer for 40 years. We take wow. them to sleepaway summer camps and it's like, oh man, every time I'm out there, I'm like, I forget about aches, pains, problems, yeah, finances, Absolutely. whatever, and I'm just like all in. Right. Well, can I ask you a question? Because I got asked this the other day, and um, I guess I wasn't as prepared to answer this question. But somebody asked me, with all the nonprofit stuff that I do and all the volunteer, they're like, you're not making any money off of that. And other than, they said, other than, you know, your passion for it, what else are you trying to get out of it? And honestly, I've never stopped to think about it because you're so used to giving and so it doesn't, to me, it's not as important as getting back. Mm-hmm. But when someone was like, if you were to write it down, what are you getting back exactly? And how are you going to be moving forward with that, you know, with 2024 coming up? I was like, that's a great question that I need to really reflect on. Because, again, it's not so much that I'm, you know, giving out to get back um monetarily right well you can't do that it's, if you put if you give to get back yeah guess what? it's not god mother it's nature the vibration <laughs> they know that and they don't give it to you right because it's not sincere mm-hmm. it's only when you do it sincere and there is by the way an opportunity cost of your time because if you're spending 30 percent of your time on the nonprofits and not making anything financially and and you only spend 70% of your time on your business, guess what? If you had spent that 30% over here, you'd make more money. 
But even though you're not doing it to eventually make more money, there is an opportunity cost of not being in your business because you're hanging out and doing all this stuff with children and this and that and doing this nonprofit stuff. But the way I answer it is that I have two bank accounts. One is my financial bank account and the other one is my spiritual and emotional bank account. And I can't live a good life. I'm not going to even say balance because anybody who's a parent and all of us are, there's no mm-hmm. such thing as life, work, life balance. Exactly. Forget that. Yeah. Exactly. Get that off the table because that yes. doesn't exist. Thank you. Especially <laughs> not as entrepreneurs. But, <laughs> no. but you can't live a meaningful and fulfilled life and unless you deposit into both of those bank accounts. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you'll find people that are emotionally or spiritually bankrupt, even though they have a lot of money, yeah. or vice versa. They found God and they're happy and everything, but they're broke, you know? And so you have to deposit into both bank accounts. And, and the people that don't learn that or don't realize that, I think have this empty feeling as mm-hmm. they go through life. And, they, and that's why they make these bumper stickers that say, shit happens and you die, because they don't, there's something else. Right. And you're just missing one of those ingredients. And I'm not saying those are the only two things, but those are two key ingredients to having a fulfilled and successful life, in my opinion. I love that. So, Myra, when it, you got two boys. Yes, home, I right? do. Yes. What ages? Nine and seven. Nine and seven. About right. to be 10 and eight. Their birthdays are right, right around the corner. That's awesome. So when it comes to because you're very busy, entrepreneurial, yes. spirited, right? Yeah. What kind of lessons are you teaching your kiddos with respect to entrepreneurship? Are you teaching them anything yet? Are they learning vicariously through the fact that you're working your butt off 24-7? No, I mean, I do a little bit of everything I'd like to say. I bring them to open houses. They hang out there. They, I tell them not to break their house, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> For the most part, they do great. Um, but I also have talks with them. Um, we've even sat down and talked about rich kid, uh, or is it rich dad, poor dad. Oh, yeah. we've, mm-hmm. We have the books. We have the game. that There's a game that we play about assets and liabilities and so they know all about that but it's also about what we just talked about the two the two bank accounts we're so focused or I used to I grew up being extremely focused on just school and gymnastics at the time I didn't have an actual childhood per se where you have fun and you get in trouble and you do I it was a very straight line so I'm trying to do both bank accounts with them now and even in their sports, they both play baseball right now, and they're very into it. And just letting them have that childhood, but also going through those life struggles where whether you lose, whether you have a, a bad batting experience, whether you just sat out the entire game, having those tough conversations with them now, telling them that it's okay to be empathetic. It's okay to cheer for your friend, even though you're sitting on the sidelines. It's okay to have a bad game or a bad season at that. You're still going to come back, and you're going to finish. And we're not going to stop. And teaching them to think outside the box, too, I think is a big one. Critical thinking skills. Yes. Thinking outside the box to me is huge, especially for my little one. He's so into material things. And so I'm not one to just buy things left and right for people, right? Or for my kids, at least. And so I tell him, okay, you have $5 in your bank account. Think about how can you make more money? What can we do? Can you sell your toys that you're no longer playing with? Can we donate? Can we do some chores around the house. What can we do? Or even when they're with their dad, same thing. He does the same thing with them to where now we're shifting the mindset of instead of eight to five working, which is great. What else can we do 
to make money? What else can we do to not only make money for ourselves and get what it is that we want, but also help other people out? Yeah, so it's that. a little bit of everything. Well, I started Brooke out with, uh, when she was five years old, she had her own dog walking business. In there you go. Mm-hmm. So she's been earning her, she's never got an allowance. She's earned her money the whole way mm-hmm. and she spends it on what she wants to spend it on. Yeah. I think that's a, it's a great lesson that I wanted to convey to her at a young life. But when it comes to like raising our kids and being involved with their day-to-day life, that's a, that moment is gone before we know it. You know, and, and how you're on social media a lot, right? And and plus I hear, you know, you talk about your kids and what you're doing with them and so forth, but you really lead by example on the amount of time you invest in your children. So why is that such a high, high priority for you? Well, one is because I don't think they're going to be road scholars, you know, and they work at think tanks. <laughs> and I'm not taking anything away from them. They're, they're, they're street smart, but, you know, I want them, if, if they grow up to be compassionate human beings, then I did my part. Exactly. So Thank you very much. I, yeah. I took, I, my 17-year-old my uh, came with me to, uh, to a gala this past weekend. We went out. I received a nice award for work that I did for an entire year for this nonprofit. And, you know, it's not getting recognition for what you just did. You know, okay, big deal. You went, to, you took the garbage out. Now you want 50 bucks, not happening. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But yep. you, you got to put in the work. You know, and mm-hmm. then and then maybe you reap some reward from it. But if you if you do well in life and you do good for others, you're gonna have a beautiful life. We're all gonna have problems, you're always gonna have problems. But help, contribute, socialize, be kind, know that I mean, when I work with kids battling cancer and, and kids with disabilities. I mean, I ask myself all the time, you know, I'm like, what do I have that I really need to complain about? And I, that I can't come up with anything right. really legit to complain about. You know, I work with the homelessness issue in San Antonio and have for 27 years. I used to sleep in a cardboard box at Blanco and Loop 410 to draw attention to the homeless issue. It wasn't like a gimmick. It was, you know, it's like one is, one, I want to feel what they're feeling. Two, I want to make sure that when the media comes out to cover it, you know, that they see that it's people who are really passionate about doing something to help, you know, end homelessness in San Antonio. Is that possible? I don't know. It's much further than one collection drive. But you know what? I can do my part and get hundreds, if not thousands of people involved. And that's part of the whole thing about being, you know, compassionate human beings. Yeah. So that that's kind of why I, you know, my kids are like, oh, my God, there's a lesson in this. Time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's important for them to be there yeah. when you, you do these. You brought your kids to crit. I yes. mean, my kids were there. And I they mean, had your an kids, amazing Your kids time. were like, wow, they were in awe. And you could tell that at first, all little kids, they see other kids are in wheelchairs or whatever with walkers and they don't know how to react or respond. But then within within minutes, probably faster than adults would get used mm-hmm. to that situation. The kids are like the high-fiving, they're talking, yeah. they're having a great time, and and it's good for all the kids. Right, you know? right. And it's good to bring them to events like that because we can talk about doing all the, you know, all the things that we've done. Our kids heard it, they see it on social media, but until they're physically there, like when my son had that encounter with that you know, um, with the artist that he right. we purchased the painting from, 
I mean, he came home and he was like, man, that kid was awesome. And he's talking about it. That's an experience he'll never forget. Right. And I know that little boy was super excited oh, to be, have was, sold this painting. And yes, and it. he picked that yeah. one. And to, to Myers' mm-hmm. point, look, my kids are like your little one in terms of like, you know, material, this and that. They want, you know, the shoes. And they're yeah. like, Dad, oh, my God, they're only $300. I'm like, only $300. Only, oh, yeah, I get that word. They're only this yeah. much. And I'm like, Well, what oh, can I do to make $450 real quick? Yeah, like, right. I don't know. But if you <laughs> find out, let me know. Yeah, right, (laughs) right. But sometimes it bites you in the butt, though, because now my son, I have conversations with him like, hey, okay, so he wants to, you know, start this business and that business. I'm like, go for it. But then there's a time commitment on my part, too. I need you to drive me there to make this business happen. Dad, can you buy this hundred box of Rice Krispie treats? Because I'm going to sell them at school. (laughs) So yeah, you have an investment. I'm yes. Like, hey, man, what you, you ate them. You ate our profit. What's going on with that? <laughs> but here's a smart thing my son did in middle school. In the beginning of middle school, he found out everybody loves their switch. And they're allowed to bring it during lunchtime. So what he did was he brought his switch and he charged $5 a kid to use his extra controllers to play. Oh, he made he a lot them. of money. That's a, wow. great, that's a great business. Yeah. Do kids ever that. sell Prime? That that drink, mm. they drink it. They drink that, it. Yeah. yeah. So my son decided he'd sell Prime, mm. and then my, very interesting. He sold one Prime that he bought for two dollars and seventy nine cents at Target, and he sold it for fifteen dollars. So I made him. Oh, I made wow. him go back and give that kid back his money. Yeah. <laughs> sell up to, up to five dollars. He goes, yeah. Dad. He got that. It doesn't matter. I'm like, it matters. It I go that yeah. you charge yes. too much. That's the Disney model. Rep- there, I go. You're gonna right. get a bad reputation. Then people are gonna find out, you and you try. You rip them off. Mm-hmm. So I will give him yeah. back his money. You give him back ten dollars, and he did. Yeah. And then he gave him a free prime. I go. Now you went too far. Okay. Now yeah. we right. Right. No. Now we went backwards. Now, now we lost seven cents on that deal. All right. So we do have to wrap it up. Good, good chat, everybody. Yeah. It's and we start talking about kids and and what's going on there, and it's just. It's, it's good. It's good to be part of that uh, entrepreneurial spirit that we're passing on to our kiddos. Teach them young so that it'll, it'll last, right? But in the meantime, if people want a mortgage or insurance, how do they get a hold of my My phone number is 210-612-7954, and I'm also on social media. At? Wow. At Meyer Trevino Home Loans. Awesome. Cool. All right, as we wrap up the show, quick reminder, check out our, our latest podcast or catch video versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. It's going to be it for us. Great job, everybody. Thank Thank you. you. We'll see you on the next one.